0: Ready on the roar.
1: And England will finish with a penalty, and they will win the bronze medal. The but Rugby World Cup 2023. Uh, t- tap, it. tap it. Well, it's been a scrap, hasn't it? But a real scrap. Owen Farrell kicks it in high into the stands. The Stade de France crowd let their feelings known. But England, Ben Young's in England. His last ever test match will finish third at the Rugby World Cup. Argentina will have to settle for fourth place. And they both entertained us all, all night long, these two rugby nations.
2: Yes, there it was, the moment england claim the bronze medal at rugby world cup 2023 in paris on friday night saturday morning australian time brett mckay with you for the raw.com.au australia's biggest sporting debate powered by Asics, and i'm joined by my regular raw rugby podcast co-host harry jones for the instant reaction to england's 26 23 win over argentina in the third fourth playoff At the Stade de France in Paris. That was an entertaining game, mate. surprisingly so, for these
0: three, four playoffs. Yeah, it was. And uh, befitting the kind of casual feel of it, I I listened to most of it. I I listened to 50 minutes of this match without any pictures. And it took me back to the old days when that's (laughs) how we sometimes consume games. Mm. And it was quite fun to listen to uh, the pictures they were drawing of these various players. One guy was, one commentator was, I think John Beatty, the Scottish uh, commentator, was talking about how Marcos Kramer looked like an Argentinian warlord.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. And he was in the wars very early <laughs> on, had blood flowing early in the game as well. Um, yeah, there was plenty of, of blood. Flowing. Um, it's a final busy weekend of Rugby World Cup. It's well and truly underway on the pod front as well. Tony and Christy did their preview uh, on Friday. We're back for what will probably be an extended ex- instant reaction for tomorrow's final between New Zealand and South Africa. And then Tony and Christy will be back on Monday to wrap up their two months in France. And then we are back for the final podcast of the tournament on Wednesday with one more special guest, uh, just me and Harry for the third, fourth playoff. And so this won't be the, quite the full instant reaction that you know and love. Instead, it's just going to be the two of us coming together with some immediate thoughts on what we've just seen. A bit of a sneaky 8-9 combo. We've done a few of these over the tournament. So let's get into it, mate. Um, did, you, did you have a headline out of all of that?
0: Uh, my headline is that... It was so. It was the battle Battle. of Malvina Smith narrowly (laughs) won by England. (laughs) I thought that Marcus Smith was battered and bruised, sometimes run over. There were times I feared for his life, young Marcus. Yeah,
2: yeah. Early on, I thought this is going to be a Marcus Smith game, less so (laughs) an Owen Farrell game. But then there was moments not long after that. Actually, I thought I'm not sure he's going to make half time.
0: He was bowled over. But so they just narrowly retained it, you know, with a little bit more now with a little bit more patience. Argentina, I mean to me, it was I think four minutes to go, twenty six-23. Argentina looked like they had the better of the, the match going, but they just scuffed a ball, it was a ball presentment. I think mm. they they were doing just a normal place and roll. The ball flowed around and then boom it was gone and then they just killed the final four minutes. So it yeah, was kind of yeah. sad because I wanted to yeah. see what they could have done with those five or four minutes.
2: Yeah, and that sort of reflects my headline, which is just basically England hold on because they did enough to get in front and then they just did enough to stay ahead. They actually didn't play a lot of rugby for the last hour, realistically, of that game.
0: I mean, they kicked 46 times and they've been doing that almost every single match. And, yeah. you know, uppercut to anyone who's been talking about. New Zealand or the Springboks kicking a lot. England's doing double the kicks. You know, New Zealand and, and Springboks average twenty three kicks a match, and it's pretty much between twenty and twenty nine uh, mm. totals. I mean, England's gone 44 44, 45 and uh, it is just you know, Borthwick I know is going to try to bring something else, but for now, it's a little bit grim.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's as I say they they just they just did enough, and they played like. They wanted to win for the guys that won't go around again, so Danny Kerr won 't go around again. Courtney Laws didn't play this game. Um, you yeah. know, we probably won't see much of Jamie George, uh, you know, Dan Cole, a lot of those guys much much more. Um, I mean even Owen Farrell himself is of the age where you wonder whether he's still going in 2027. so he, it sort of felt a, like
0: he looked, he looked a bit disinterested as if was the beneath him. Yeah, I felt, like, I felt like he thought it was beneath him, and I, I think maybe Nico Sanchez also thought so, and that's why he missed the final kick.
2: Yeah, well, that was interesting, wasn't it? And I still can't work out why Emilio Buffelli didn't kick that.
0: Yeah, it looked like a Buffelli kick, too, right? It was positioned mm. in that kind of that channel that he always just nails, nails with his high, frat. high, yeah. high kicks. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, uh, as, as it's happening right now, the uh, the match referees and officials are getting their presentation on stage. Now, what did you – we won't do stocks rising and falling or anything like that, so simply, what did you like? What were the highlights? What were the great plays? What was the funny business that stood out
0: for you? I like Argentina in a bronze final, and I think they should be designated always to play (laughs) in a bronze final, no matter where they finish in the pools, because I just like how they play bronze finals. They are bronzed. (laughs) A lot of them are very bronze. Juan Martin Gonzalez is a good-looking fellow. He looks like a bronzed god. Uh, I wish someone would kind of teach him how to play rugby, rugby. But he's so good, athletically. Mm-hmm. Guido Petty, same thing. These guys are like bronze gods. Also, they wear a beauty, beauty pageant sash, which makes me it reminds me of the second runner-up, which is what this match really is. And uh, they also have
1: a lot of good fans. I
0: think the Argentinian fans or Argentine fans. I'm not, I'm never sure what to say, Argentine or Argentinian. But they, uh, they travel both well. is right. They whistle well. They are outraged. They seem to not like to offsides rule. Like, sometimes they just protest a legitimate call. Like, boo, mm. we don't like that. Not an outrage that it was not properly rendered, but just they don't like the rule. It's like, <laughs>
2: oh, I like yeah. that. That's
0: fine. Yeah.
2: Boo, law, hate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought England, you know, England just played like um, – Like they've been playing all tournaments, suppose, and they and one thing is, you know, up against a team that's not quite as physically dominant, uh, they could Mm -hmm. find some line break, but not that many. I think it's they're playing very line break, stingy rugby. The
2: funny business out of this game is um, is that you are at an airport again. (laughs)
0: <laughs> we- i am i am literally going to paris right now for the greatest yes. match of my entire life that will decide the universe balance of power forevermore well, for and, four we'll, years.
2: and we'll decide where you pod from on for next week too <laughs> that's true i mean they're going
0: on a on a, a week of just drunken bacchanalianism through durban cape town Bloemfontein, pretoria or I'm going to sit in a room and just mutter things and write <laughs> Jeremiads. Talk about Eddie Jones. By the way, yeah. Tony Harper, our friend Tony Harper from the Roar, sounds to me like Nick Barry. Or Nick Berry sounds like Tony Harper. Nah. I'm not sure which one it is. You don't think nah. so? No,
2: nah, I can't cop that.
0: Nah. No, uh, no. No, no,
2: no. I'll tell you what I liked. He's um, like the uh, emo uh, ref. <laughs> <laughs> England are getting their bronze medals <laughs> awarded to them now by... Uh, by Bill Beaumont, World Rugby President. What I liked is that Argentina, and again, it's a sign of how seriously they were taking their game, and I think we knew that minutes after they lost their semi-final, and, and uh, Michael Checker almost stopped mid-interview and said, hang on, we've still got one game to go here. We want to leave this tournament with something. And they went back to what they knew. They played the strongest side they could. They dropped Thomas Kubeli in at nine, and he actually guided them around really, really well. Looked good, uh, and yeah. Looked really good, didn't he? And, you know, Santiago carrera scores that great try after half time. just looked opportune but quick. And uh, Squidge Rugby, actually, I noticed, popped tweet up and said, right, that's why they've been picking a winger at 10 all this time. <laughs> like, it, was, it was a real broken play, winger's try, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, Exactly. No, it was yeah. an interesting, funny old game. I saw you know there's no friendlies in rugby. It's still a test match. I don't think Argentina and England really enjoy each other just you know socially or even culturally or maybe on the rugby pitch. So I think it was some spice Cheka doesn't know about you know not caring about a game. I think he would mm. you know in a ping pong game at a family reunion he'd be smashing something so um you know it's it's a tough, tough old game. I do think, and I, I kind of want your opinion on this the way that the way that you ice. A rugby match at the end, you know, we have three three minutes to go, two minutes to go, you're ahead. You know, the the way the things you do is it particularly infuriating to the team that's behind, like collapsing scrums on purpose, um, taking the ball and just run, just diving into the ground with three guys on top of you. Yeah, is, is there a way we could do something where at least there was more of a constant possession for the ball? Because that does seem to drive people crazy.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a tough one, and certainly that last minute or so when England are winding down the clock. You know, Danny Care had his hands on the ball, but there was literally fourteen other blokes going. When well, there's ten seconds left, there's five seconds. Like though just, it was clock watching. Absolute, absolute. I think what collapse. I do is
0: on the final minute of a game, if the score is within three and you're winning, stop then the remote,
2: basketball style.
0: There's no protection of a nine, <laughs> so this is a good eight-nine topic. You can just smash the line, no matter what he's doing. Nah. If, he, if he tries nah. to caterpillar, you can, you can, you can eat the caterpillar. If he tries nah. to, uh, to just stand there and dribble the ball around, you can just Marcos Kramer him like a warlord. No,
2: nah, I can't cop that. No, <laughs> I, pre- pre- we're protecting nines at all costs and at all moments of the game. Uh, who do you think wanted this result more? And I, and it's a loaded question because I'm just seeing Argentinian players in tears uh, as they. Uh, as they sit around watching the the, uh, the, the presentation there, um, you know, they're literally wiping tears from their eyes right now. So it's,
0: it's, it is a loaded question. I think it turned into a more interesting question as I watched this match and listened to it at first. because So these teams shouldn't have been in this position. It should have been Ireland mm-hmm. and the French or the Box or All Blacks. But just because the strange draw, I'm not going to talk about that again, but it put these two teams in there. I think they did care about it more than, say, if the French were playing in the yeah, third-place like match. So, uh, <laughs> I'm,
2: just, I'm just going to interrupt you there. Sorry. sorry. England are just hopping onto the presentation stage now. And you know how normally the teams get together and they get the cup and they go, champions, and there's fireworks and all that. England are coming together on stage right now, and they're literally going, yay, third. <laughs> it just looks yeah, bizarre.
0: So I would think Argentina wanted it more because mm. they were more embarrassed Whereas England yeah. has been given a lot of uh, plaudits for the way they battled the box, um, the sort of resolute, stout English kind of rugby came back, which yeah. is probably near and dear to Twickenham. And took in a man likes that. And he sits in his chinos and his elbow patches and likes that. He doesn't boo the coach for 44 kicks as long as you stay in the fight. So Argentina was really embarrassed by the All Blacks. I would think that Checa was just a miserable person to be around for the last week. Yeah. Um, and some of those players are really proud, like a Kravvy, Gus Krevy kind of guy. You know, you, yeah, you know, yeah, gonna, um, yeah, Nick, gonna... Nico,
2: Nico Sanchez won't be going around again. Yeah, you know, this, this will be his his last test match as well. And, yeah. and, and you, know, you want those guys to, to go out well, certainly. Um, you certainly, we certainly want that. Um, let's hear from Owen Farrell, who spoke to Louise Ransom, uh, post match. Well, Owen, congratulations on the win tonight, not the game this weekend, of course, that you guys hope to be in. But tell me about that performance and the battle that you had with Argentina.
1: Oh, it was tough, very tough. Um, Thought we started the game really well um, we got on the front four we were really physical uh, made some inroads um, and then it didn't it didn't didn't end up being like, like that game and obviously argentina are, are always going to play a big part in that um, and it was scrappy scrappy pretty scrappy there there, there on after and uh, we did what we, we did what we did did what we needed to sorry to, to grand out to win
2: took a heavy hit in contact at one point how the ribs
1: yeah he actually got me on the tackle then got me when he hit me on the floor as well I, it's a good, solid tackle.
2: And what does it mean to you and this group of players to be able to, to finish the tournament with a win and also send out the retiring players uh, in this way, in this fashion?
1: Yeah. Um, we want to show that this team, this team fights for, for every minute of the game. And, um, you know, there's a scrappy game like that. That proved that again today. And, and obviously last week didn't quite didn't quite get there, but we wanted to finish it off right. We want to make sure we finish this tournament off right. It's a big, it's a big chapter of our journey this year. And, and it's the end for some people, so um, we want to make it. We want to make it a good day for them.
2: Just a word on your coach, Steve Borthwick, as well. Uh, such a tumultuous uh, year with Eddie Jones leaving, of course, and then uh, with Borthwick coming in, and the sort of you know the journey you've been on, the, the stop-start sort of to this campaign too, and then to be able to make it to the final four. Tell me about that, and his, uh, I guess, you know, influence as a coach.
1: Yeah, um, when we came in in Six Nations. We we were obviously laying the foundations for what we wanted to play like, and didn't quite get the results we wanted along the way, and um, and then and the same again in the in the warm up games going into this. But as as we've got here, um, we feel like we've got better and better, and and built through the tournament. And you know, there's a lot a lot a lot to come from this team. And obviously, Steve's ahead of that. Uh, Steve's been building that. So um, credit credit to everyone involved.
2: Congratulations
1: on the win. Thank you very much.
2: Mate, a quick thought on the final before you jump on a plane to head to Paris to watch the final. Uh, how are you feeling? What's your first thoughts on how New Zealand and South Africa plays out? When do the nerves start kicking into you?
0: Um, I think seven-eighths of me is very excited and confident and one-eighth of me. So it's a 7-1 proportion split. <laughs> one-eighth of me is terrified that I'll be in the stadium you know, a magnificent obsession gone wrong, where you have to actually be in the stadium and watch the lose But I'll say this. I never really feel terrible win or lose against the All Blacks. I always feel like it's a beautiful game. I feel like the fans really get each other. It's not going to be quite as mean-spirited as some other matchups. So I kind of think I won't feel that way. I think I'll feel great no matter what. But I do think the boxers are just a little better team uh yep. that might be a controversial opinion but i just think when the matchups really do matter and i think the twickenham game is much more important than new zealand fans are saying it is yep. because just just like where the japan game before 2019 the box just knew they owned them and then they had the whole quarterfinals i feel like the final memory they have going in is a 7-1 split and we can launch to those guys now the all Blacks I can just- sustain that and they can they, if there's any team in the world they can take everything the box throw at them and still win. It's always all backs because they do it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> for yeah, For hundred yeah. years they've been doing it. Yeah,
2: so. yeah. Were you surprised by the seven-one bench split? And New Zealand have gone conventional. They've gone to five-three. Not and, seven, my, one, so, my, so my so my take yeah. my take on this is that seven-one in a final is a massive call. Like it's a big risk. It is a huge risk. But yeah, it's so if, South Africa. But it's South Africa. Yeah so maybe it's actually not that surprising
0: it's it's all in so uh, fozzy would never do it fozzy would never do a thing that in the first minute if someone breaks their leg they're done uh rossi and jock and jock really do they say they take the risk of Faf having some terrible injury and mm-hmm. poor, 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 poor. but um let's say that it doesn't happen well then the all blacks face the problem in the final 30 which is that they've used they've been losing the second off anyway and now they're up against it because there's 15 forwards yeah, against 13 40, and uh scary. yeah, yeah. That, that will matter when it's white lock against trying to tackle jasper Arisa, who's fresh so i do think that um it's an all-in method so who knows we we'll, we're about to see in the first 25 yeah. minutes a lot will be decided if you lose faf or andre at minute 70 there's lots of permutations you can get around that.
2: yeah yeah there is Plenty to talk about uh, over the next 24 hours. So, so do keep an eye out for Harry and I on the socials and watch the Harry man's nerve levels rise as he lands in Paris. There's some great pictures we're seeing from Paris right now. Danny is doing a lap of honour, just thanking fans and friends and family and all that. We've just seen uh, Augustine Creeby and uh, Harry Arundel, former London Irish teammates, have just swapped jerseys, which is interesting in itself, oh, a hooker and a winger. Uh, But, mate, I think that is us done for a quick instant reaction after England's 26-23 win over Argentina in this morning's bronze medal match in Paris. uh, And they will now proudly tell the rugby world that in 2023 they finished third. Thanks, mate. Safe travels. Cheers. Cheers. See you tomorrow. Head, uh, head straight to the site and have your say on what you've just seen and what we've just said. And don't forget the raw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate, will be the home of all your favourite Rugby World Cup analysis and opinions and conversations on this last weekend of the tournament. Thanks so much for your company. Harry and I will be back on Saturday night, Sunday morning Australian time for the instant reaction to the 2023 Rugby World Cup final between New Zealand and South Africa, powered by ASICS. With special guests, New Zealand broadcaster Martin Devlin and the great Australian rugby tourist Jim Tucker and Harry E. Jones, of course, there inside
0: Starting France.